Welcome back, everybody. Y'all know what it is by now. It is the show about Cobra Kai. It is called Never Dies, everyone. That's right. Cobra Kai never dies around here. And it is season two, episode three of Cobra Kai tonight. And I'm your host, Karate Kip. And you guys know who it is. I got Cobra Cole in the house. And we are ready to talk about Cobra Kai. And how are you doing tonight, Cole? Pretty good, man. You know, this episode reminds me of another show. What's that? Song of Fire and Ice, Game of Thrones. That's right. That's right. Yes, it has the fire in the eyes. I am super excited to talk about this episode. I mean, it's really getting so good now. So welcome, everyone. Welcome, Cole. And yes, guess what is true? I do have my Cobra Kai shirt on tonight, Cole. Thank you again. And man, I'm ready to do this. One of these days, you have to wear your your gi while you do this. (laughs) No, I only wear my Cobra Kai shirt. That's Uh. all I ever wear anymore. (laughs) No, that's that's, even on off days. This is it. So yeah, I'm ready to do this, man. Are you ready to do this, Cole? I think so. Me too, man. I'm glad to have you along. Is the listener ready? Yes. Let's do it, listener. We know you're here. We know you're ready too. And you guys know what we do to start it off. We got to get that Cobra business going. And Cole, I have some amazing, amazing news for you. Are you ready for this? I don't think you're ready for this, man. This Are you ready am- for this? <laughs> do, 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 do. This is an amazing achievement, an amazing milestone for me and for you. And Cole, we have received our first fan email. Ooh. That is right, man. I couldn't believe it. It's amazing. We actually got some feedback, and we actually have a fan. What they say? What they say? So let's read it out, guys. And she writes, "We got an email from Megan. All right, and she is from Austin, Texas. All right, all right, all right, all right. And she writes." Hi, Karate Kip and Cobra Cole. That's me and that's you. Hey, that is us. (laughs) She says, I'm a huge fan. So that is awesome. All right. Thanks for listening, Megan. Yes, thank you for listening, Megan. You are our number one fan now. And that is super, super cool. I just couldn't believe it. Actually got some feedback. So, dude... That is amazing. So thank you, Megan. It's so awesome to have you along for the ride. And yes, speaking of the ride, we were talking last episode, Cole. You were wondering if Robbie was still working at LaRusso Auto at this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It never mentions that. It doesn't appear that he is, but And yeah, you're right. I was I was lost too, but I started thinking about it and Robbie got fired. Okay. 
from Larissa Auto in season one, episode nine, in that big bust up. You remember? Oh. And I don't think he started working there again. That might have been the end of it. But I mean, he's still cool with Daniel, you know. So he's still cool with Daniel, but he—I don't think he kept working there. Yeah. And I think that was the end of that. So just to circle back and get that. And Cole, I asked you to think about a question over the break here. Because, like I said, we're going to delve a little deeper to the themes and the topics that Karate Kid and Cobra Kai brings up. And one of the main ones that it brings up and it talks about is balance. That's right. Yes, and you know, Mr. Miyagi talks about it, and Daniel talks about it, and it's a big part of Miyagi-Do. And I was just thinking about what does that actually mean? What does that actually mean to have balance whole life, you know? And so, Cole, what does having balance, you know, mean to you? What is balance? It means mainly not to let one thing consume you, I guess, all the time. You know what I mean? Like, don't put your, don't throw your focus all into one thing. Uh, sometimes if you do, you'll lose sight uh, of other things that going on in your life. Or, you know, you don't, for instance, uh, a good way to put this is that you only start a new relationship. So maybe sometimes you're always with a, your significant other, you know, you kind of stray away from your friends a bit. And, you know, you need to make sure like, hey, you know, you're hanging out with your friend, you know, don't don't make time for your friends, but also for your, your significant other, you know, like maintain yeah. a balance, maintain a balance there. Don't don't put too much into one side or one too, too much into another. And this is this is true for almost all things in life. And I want to you want to maintain that balance, keep things well rounded, because if you don't, so, some things will go will will get you'll get behind on some things while, you know, while trying to reach a goal uh, too hard for for another, you know, so want to try to kind of keep things in a, I guess, a gray area, you know, find a, find a happy medium, so to speak, with everything in life. Yes, I totally agree with you there, Cole. And I'm going to expand on that and say that, yeah. yes, you do. You know, if, if all you do is work and, you know, you miss your friends and your family, it's you got to have the work-life balance. Exactly. You know? And that's easier said than done, of course. Some, you know, sometimes you have to work for it. But I was also doing some research and some of the good topics and uh, advice that I picked up was, but just do them as much as you can for the day and don't make too many changes at once. And having balance can mean making time for the things that you need to do while also making time for things that you want to do. Okay. Yes, that's yeah, that that's exactly it right there. There's also the headspace of balance, right? You don't want to be consumed by anger or be consumed by some emotion either. You know, you need to be a little bit of a master of your emotions. Got some Jedi things going on here, man. Yes. But it's true. It's true. These are just some of the things that I read about and have learned about in my own life. So, yes, 
I really like your example of not putting all your eggs in one basket. That's that's a really good way to put it. And yeah, we just wanted to talk a little bit more about the themes and the issues of Cobra Kai, you guys. That is a good way to put it, Cole. Do you have anything else to say about balance? Yeah, I guess mainly what I mean is if you have multiple things going on your in your life, make sure that you yeah give equal amount of time to each of those things and not solely focus on one thing all the time. That's basically what I was getting at there. No, you're exactly right, Cole. And okay, that's it for the Cobra business, everybody. And that's the end of my first cup of coffee, so you know it's going to be a good episode tonight. Caffeine Kip. <laughs> Caffeine Kip. Here we go, folks. So that's it for the Cobra business, and you guys know what it, what's after that. And it's time for the recap, cap, 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 cap. <laughs> That's right. So, yes, in the last episode, it was back in black, Cole. Do you remember? Yes. Ooh, it was such a good episode, man. Johnny's calendar was upgraded with new paint, and it had new interior, and it was super cool. It was like one of the coolest cars I've ever seen. And Robbie's mom left him alone and went to Cabo with Rick, right, Cole? Yeah. No, no, Cabo adjacent. That's right, Cabo adjacent. <laughs> Near Cabo. Near Cabo. I set you up on it. Yeah, I set you up on that one. Yes. <laughs> Rick's a punk. So, yeah, both dojos had their first official day after the tournament. It was actually Miyagi-Do's first official day. And Daniel was feeling the pressure to fill in Mr. Miyagi's shoes. And Johnny was feeling the pressure now that Crease was back. Greasy Crease. Greasy Crease. And Crease and Greasy Crease was trying to slither into Cobra Kai any way he can. You can see it. Daniel's having a hard time getting Sam and Robbie to do that wheel technique at the same time. And then Johnny was embarrassed by students goofing off in front of Crease. That was a big thing. But after helping Amanda sell some cars, that cool montage at the dealerships, you remember? Yeah. Daniel was able to find his own way to teach. He got Sam and Robbie to do the wheel technique by balancing on the koi pond. Such a cool montage. Johnny was able to impress Crease by making his students make the cement and spin the cement truck. And the truth finally came out about Robbie's home life. And Daniel took him more under his wing, and he decided to ask Johnny if he could stay at the LaRusso household. But he got his answer when he went to ask, and he found Crease there. And he was talking all that trash about Mr. Miyagi, remember? Yeah, first thing he asked uh, Crease was, how are your knuckles? Mm-hmm. Well, he deserved it for what he was saying. Yeah. Yep, and after Crease insulted Mr. Miyagi, Daniel told them that they were both in for a rude awakening. And that's how this episode ended. So what do you think he was talking about when he said that Crease was, you know, in for a rude awakening there, Cole? Well, I know Daniel's uh, trying to form his own, you know, he's building up his own dojo to kind of uh, teach kids the, what, he, what he feels is true karate. Instead of, you know, increase his way. So, and uh, probably end up, you know, 
he's not he's not training these kids to go out and fight Cobra Kai, but that's probably ultimately what's going to end up happening, and Daniel knows that. And uh, I think this is kind of his way of getting back at him. Oh, yeah, he's really getting back at him because he's training Johnny's son. Yeah, I mean, that's the, probably the biggest thing right there. That's a big rude awakening for sure. And that is where we left it, y'all. That was the last episode. And we are here for tonight's episode, Cole. This episode was called Fire and Ice. And why do you think they titled this episode Fire and Ice, Cole? Well, not only is it kind of like the balance we're just talking about, the uh, you know, yin and yang, but also there's some uh, things in this show that involve fire and ice. Oh, yeah, that's going to happen. That's going to happen later. And I liked how you said the yin and the yang there. There's going to be some stuff going down at the Valley Fest tonight. But the opening scene, you guys. Oh, this is such a great episode. We are at Lyle's Pawn Shop. And Johnny was there to get Lyle to take back that laptop that he sold him. He was saying it didn't work. He said, my student said I should get an apple, but you sold me a lemon. <laughs> so funny. And it's a Dell. Yeah, he says he said it's a Dell. And second off, have you tried pressing the power button? So he didn't even know where the power button was. <laughs> and Lyle was like, you've never owned a computer before? But Johnny responded with, yeah, I'm not a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was super funny. Classic Johnny. Classic Johnny. He then took the laptop back to the Cobra Kai office, and he opened the Coors, and he... Try to start using a computer here. And we get our first Johnny against technology montage. <laughs> that's what I'm going to tell this. How has Johnny never used a computer <laughs> until now? Like, that just, that's, that's the hardest thing I believe about this show. Hey, right there. he's not a nerd. All right. <laughs> so, yes, I'm going to call this the Johnny against technology montage. And he turned it on all right, but then he was like struggling to use the touchpad. So funny. <laughs> and he couldn't find the internet and he was clicking too fast. He was opening up a bunch of different programs and they're all like layered on each other. Oh, man. And did, yeah, did you like this montage, Cole? Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's calling the pawn shop guy to ask how to do stuff on the computer. I thought it was pretty funny. The guy's like, yeah, figure it out on your own. <laughs> I though I am also though an IT person, so like I've dealt with people like Johnny. Yeah, you get it, but you don't own a pawn shop. No. So he's like, "Hey, this ain't Geek Squad." But later that night, way later that night, and after many more cores, original y'all, and he also read the Internet for Dummies book. <laughs> Johnny was finally typing in the password for his Wi-Fi. And did you see how he was like typing? It was like his pointer fingers, like one at a time. Yeah, he's got the the hunt and peck <laughs> yeah. typing. 
Oh yeah, and the password was strike first, and yep, that was my old password. Nice. Let's uh, see if uh, hey Kip, what's your username? Oh yeah, no, <laughs> not that easy anymore. Uh, no, you can't get me like that. But yep, just like that, Johnny Lawrence has finally caught up with 21st century almost. He needs a smartphone still, but he's almost there. Yep, and what was his first internet search there, Cole? With the whole world at his fingertips. I believe he looked up some hot babes. Hot babes, that's what any red-blooded American <laughs> male would do. Hot babes, and his face was so funny, man. He just could not believe it. It was so funny. Then Johnny never left the office. <laughs> yes, he never left, never left it again. Yeah, his next search was the wet t-shirt contest, totally 80s. His next search was Iron Eagle, and that's because it's his favorite movie. Yep. And like his eyes were darting all over the place. He was like, oh, these are like, I have like so many options. <laughs> He's watching some karate videos and stuff, I think. Also. Karate videos, man. He was getting into the conspiracy theories, dinosaurs. And he, yeah, he was like, I knew it. So he was de definitely going down some <laughs> rabbit holes. Yeah. And yeah, do you have some favorite conspiracy theories like that, Cole? You got any good ones? Oh, there's a big one, man. It came out in the news that. Just recently, uh, the conspiracy theory of, uh, of of UFOs and you know non-human origin craft and beings, man, yeah. that the government may may have been holding back on us for decades, which is just just hit. They just had a a, a meeting uh, in Congress on it yesterday. I know. I'm totally following so, that. So that's yeah, that's a crazy one. That's one of my favorite conspiracy theories too. That one and JFK. Yeah, that one and JFK. But definitely not dinosaurs built the pyramids. Johnny felt for that one. <laughs> what about you? What's your conspiracy theory? You know, that's the big one there is the UAPs. I'm definitely following that. Yeah, dude. Mm -hmm. And the other one is that it's definitely class warfare going on rather than like, you know, left versus right. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's not even a conspiracy yeah. theory. That's just reality. It's up versus down. Oh, you're seeing the you're seeing the light, Kip. You're seeing the light. I definitely didn't fall for the dinosaurs built the pyramids one like Johnny. <laughs> but yeah, he was having some more cores, and he was watching the Chuck Norris videos too. He was he was giving them all thumbs up. It was so funny. He was having so much fun. <laughs> Just drinking, drinking, and watching YouTube. I wish I could have been there and like hung out with him while he was doing this. Funny. And yeah, he was watching the bar fight scene from the 1982 Chuck Norris movie Silent Raid. Cole. <laughs> and yeah, we need to add that one to our list of movies to watch. Silent Raid. We did watch Iron Eagle. Yeah, we did. So yeah, he was watching some of those karate tournament videos, like you were saying. And he was like totally reacting to them, like, you have to block that. I and mean, he was having the time of his life, y'all. <laughs> but then he got another ad. He got an ad for Miyagi Do Karate Cole. Boo. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yay, right. Uh, wait. Yay. Wait. Depends. Exactly, man. So, what do you think about the commercial there? Uh, you know, I liked it. It was Daniel just uh, explaining that that you know he's like, hey, once you learn uh, karate, the, the real karate, you know, not not karate, you know, that it's for defensive moves. And he had Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi's music and everything. It was super. Super Miyagi-like, I guess, you know? That's why I liked it. And he offered free, free lessons. He offered free lessons. 
Yeah, saying things like inner peace, focus, and balance. And it was using that Miyagi music, like you said. And he also showed a clip of the 1984 tournament where Daniel it's did a crane kit. And you know that got to Johnny. You know that got to Johnny. What did he say? He said, uh, don't be a snake in the grass. Learn some real karate. Don't be a snake in the grass. Exactly right. And he said it's free. Like you said, it's not, it's not about the money. It's about the karate. Yeah. And Johnny slammed down the laptop. He was pissed off. We got the Cobra Kai title screen in red this time. And it's always a good episode when it's in red. Right, Cole? It is. Totally. So, yeah. What did you think about that scene, Cole? Daniel's gearing up. You know, he's, he's, he's getting ready to take on Johnny. Competing dojo is going on here soon. That's what it looks like. 100%. You can feel it building. So, yep, at the next scene, y'all, we're at Muscle Beach, I think, out in the California, and it's a nice day. People were working out. They were surfing. They were playing some sand volleyball. Hawk, Dimitri, and Bert, and Moon, they were about to start playing volleyball with a cool Cobra Kai ball. And not only that, they had a Cobra Kai towel. Saw that, Cole. Yeah, man, they got merch now, dude. Yeah, and I, yeah, I got to thinking about it, and I was thinking, who, who do you think is making the stuff with the logos on it? You know? The shirts and the stickers and all that stuff. Who, who, like, who do you think? Is, is it Johnny or is it the kids? It's probably uh, Miguel with the help of Johnny. <laughs> yeah, because he made the website. Or yeah, maybe Hawk Miguel and you know Aisha or something. You know, I think it's the kids. Yes, they they probably asked him. You know, can we use the logo? And he probably just told them to do whatever they want. Because it's so cool, man. I really want some of that merch. You're wearing some. He was, I, I got a little bit. That's right. I love it. It gets me jazzed up. So, yep. He was using that Cobra Kai towel, Dimitri was. And some girls asked if, you know, they, you know, they were the ones that won the All Valley. Do you remember what like, Dimitri said to all that? Yeah, he basically uh, was acting as if he was a member of the dojo. I can't remember exactly what he said. Yeah, he's pretending to be part of Cobra Kai. Yeah. And he's a poser. He's a Cobra he's Kai kind poser. He's kind of it, yeah. He was like, yeah, it's the Rumble and Reseda. I remember, yeah, we were there. <laughs> it's so funny. And <laughs> But yeah, Hawk asked him, he, he said, are you ever going to sign up? But Dimitri was like, hey, I got the, the gain without the pain. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of just riding off the, the, the fame of it. Well, he's like a groupie. He's a, <laughs> he's a Cobra Kai groupie. Totally. And at that moment, Miguel showed up and he was looking kind of upset, if you remember. And Hawk thought it was about Sam, but Miguel said it's about Sensei. Mm. Hawk said, Is that about his rap sheet? My parents read it <laughs> online. I think it makes him more badass. <laughs> it made me laugh when he said that. Totally. 
And yeah, I was wishing we were having access to that rap sheet, you know, because it might help us find out, you know, what actually happened. Probably has a lot of PIs and assault charges. Oh, totally. But I want to find out what happened at Applebee's, Cole. Right. I'm still hunting that. He, had a, he probably had a bunch of those dollar margaritas or whatever, man. <laughs> and then uh, and then Back in Black came on on the jukebox. Oh, I got to know what happened. <laughs> We're going to find out eventually. We're going to get there. So, yeah, but Miguel said it's about him and Robbie Keane. And that's a reference to when, you know, Miguel, he found that soccer picture, if you guys remember. And he found out that Robbie is Johnny's son. That's what this is all about. And, yeah, do you have anything else to say about that scene, Cole? I, I think uh, that Dimitri should join Cobra Kai so he can learn what it's like to have his ass kicked and maybe kick a little ass himself. But, <laughs> you know, he's just a nerd. He wants to remain a nerd. But, you know, g- get all the popularity just by being Hawk's friend, I guess. We'll see what happens with Dimitri. Yeah, he's totally posing it, like you said, and using the merch. But I bet he has got his ass kicked at least once <laughs> at school and stuff. So, yeah, y'all, at the next scene, we are at the LaRusso Auto North Hollywood time. And Amanda was there. She was finishing up some details for the Valley Fest, y'all, because tonight. There's a big city festival, and everyone is getting ready for it. It is Valley Fest, and if you saw that, you know, Daniel showed up with some food for her, you know, he was like, as a gift, and he's like looking pretty sheepish, you know, and he, I feel it's because he, yeah. he knows he's done something wrong, right, Cole? What was right, it? Trying, what trying was it? Up. He paid for that commercial with money from the dealership, pretty much. He totally did. He, she said that he spent half of their Q3 marketing budget on the Miyagi-Do commercial without asking her. <laughs> so, yeah, I got two questions here for you, Cole. The first question is, why do you think he just made the commercial in general? Like, what's his motivation for that? He wants to get more students. Of course. Because as the dojo war heats up, Daniel's trying to. I feel like he's trying to even the numbers. Yeah, exactly. He's he wants to go. He wants to uh, get rid of Cobra Kai, so he knows he needs to up his numbers to do that. That's what he's trying to do. You're exactly right, and because they're outnumbered right now, and I think that's why he taught them the wheel technique. Remember to like up their defense. Two is as good as twenty. He said, right? That's right. That's exactly right. And here's the second question for you, Cole. Why do you think Daniel didn't ask Amanda if he could do the commercial before he did it? Because he knew that she she would probably tell him not to do that. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're exactly right. Because Amanda is always the voice of reason. And Daniel knows this. He don't want reason. He wants to be able to... He, right now, he's, wants to, he's, seeking, he's putting his focus into Miyagi-Do. He knew that she was going to say no. And that's a mistake from Daniel, but you know how he is. He's kind of hot-headed and stuff. And she said, she said, you know, you spent that money on the karate gym. And Daniel was like, come on, you know it's called the dojo. And I was like, Daniel, not now, dude. 
<laughs> not now. <laughs> Don't do that now. So, and his, his reasoning was, was that the dealership is going to get all the publicity that it needs for Valley Fest, but the commercial could be a real game changer for Miyagi-Do. But he still, he should still ask. He still should have asked, though, Daniel, I'm telling you. So Amanda came at him. She's like, what is this, a midlife crisis? And it's kind of funny, but she said this because she's mad about the money, you know? She's also yeah. worried about the effect this is going to have on their, on their marriage like, and, and their business. You know, maybe it kind of is a little bit for Daniel. So it's just some, some more drama, you guys. But, you know, Daniel did apologize. He said he'll never do it again. And Amanda said, thank you. And, you know, that should have been the, that should have been, been the end of it. <laughs> but Daniel said, I just need to amp things up now that John Kreese is back. You know, Johnny Lawrence is one thing, but Kreese, I think that guy's dangerous. Do you remember what Amanda said to that one? It's uh, something about him being a, like, well, what's a geriatric old man going to do? Geriatric old man yeah. and all that <laughs> stuff. And he said, well, you know, Kreese is a, he, you know, he, he's a psychopath that faked his own death twice. And she said, Okay, I never thought I'd say this, Daniel, but I kind of miss the simple days of dicks on billboards. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So, yeah, that, if you remember, a new showed up, you know, with the phone. And he's like, hey, you know, I don't think you're guilty of culture appropriation. He's talking about the commercial. Yeah. People were making comments on the commercial. And do you remember what they were saying? Some of those comments? They called him uh, the racist. Oh, my gosh, dude. Whoever <laughs> said that one nailed it. That is, I got to say, that is pretty funny. It's me. Because he was using, uh, the, you know, he's Japanese music. He's wearing a gi and all that, I guess. But he's... He's, a, he's an Italian-American, but he's a white guy. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a pretty good comment, <laughs> I got to say. <laughs> so, yeah, Anoush did say, he's like, you did get a lot of likes, though. And you'll definitely get some new students. And then he took his phone away real quick because, yeah, you don't want your boss to have your phone too long. But, yeah, do you have anything else to say about that scene, Cole? I don't know. I mean, do you do you think his commercial was racist? Not really. I mean, he you didn't sound like he did like an accent or anything, you know, that was overtly overly racist. Maybe the music, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Maybe to some people it is, you know. Uh and if it is, and I guess maybe that's something I need to reevaluate. But you know, maybe I think they're being too I think they're being too hard on Daniel. Oh, yeah. Well, the Internet's going to Internet. You know, there's always going to be people saying negative stuff. And I think because we know Daniel and we know it's not a racist. Yeah, I guess commercial. if you don't know Daniel where he's coming from, then you might think, oh, OK, what's this guy about? So I get it. I get it. Yeah. But uh, just I got to say, the racist, like that's that's pretty good. You, you, <laughs> you got to call that that's one funny. out. It's funny. Yeah. So. At the next scene, guys, we are at the Cobra Kai Dojo. And let's take a bit of a moment here, you guys, for Dojo Watch. Hi-ya! This is Dojo Watch, y'all. We're going to be keeping an eye on how the Cobra Kai Dojo evolved throughout the show. So let's take a look at it. 
it's starting to get peak Johnny Cobra Kai, in my opinion. The trophies are all set up, all painted nice. It's got red and black stripes. It's even got red and black mats now, if you know. There's silhouettes of martial artists doing kicks and stuff on the walls. And there's cool Cobra Kai logos all over the walls. And I noticed a little bit more equipment, but not much. It's still all organized, kind of Spartan, you know. And I did notice there's no weapon, okay? Just workout stuff, like battle rope. And there was also a new, like, cubby hole wall for the kids to put their backpacks in. Did you see that? No, I didn't even, I didn't notice that. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. He's adding more stuff because. Yeah, you can tell he's getting, he's got some money coming in. That's exactly right. Cause you were even talking about it last episode. Yeah, that's how he's able to afford all the new improvements to his car and everything, you know, also. That's exactly right. And you can really see it now. So back to the show. The students were stretching and they were getting ready for class. Miguel and Hawk were there on the mat, and Hawk was saying he did a deep dive online. He confirmed that Robbie Keane is Johnny's son. So, Hawk said, we got to show no mercy unless it's his son, and then we have to be pussies. Yeah. And I was going to say, how do you feel about that? Like, is that true? That, you know, like, was it true at the tournament, you know? I think it's half true. Like, Johnny saw where he was wrong in the no mercy thing, but it just happened to be his son that made him realize that. Oh my gosh. I, I agree with you 100%. I, I say it's, you know, it's true. Kind of exactly. It, it did take the fact that it was his son to make him see it. And it was a misstep from Johnny, but he is trying to fix it now. in like in a way, at least through the Cobra Kai, he's trying to, change that so interesting thing at that moment Aisha showed up and she said uh, have y'all seen the Miyagi-Do commercial so they're, they're starting to learn about it yeah the show then transitioned into the office where Johnny and Kreese were watching the commercial as well and Kreese was in a black shirt again and he even had his like arms crossed this time. So that's he's, a cigar, I think, also. Yeah, yeah, he's getting closer in. Johnny was saying, free karate, you know, how can I compete with that? And like when I watched it with the subtitles, you could hear a kid in the other room saying, it's like, why should we pay when this guy's giving it away for free? Right. Yeah, I did hear. I actually heard him say yeah, that. You yeah, you did hear that. I was going to make sure you heard that. So it's already working, right? The commercial. It's already working on even Johnny's student. It's this business war between the two dojos. Cobra business. Cobra business wars. Kreese even said so. He said, this is an act of war, and it demands an immediate response. Ooh. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's pushing it up. And Johnny said, Johnny said, I know what it needs, and I know exactly what to do. And yeah, what do you think? What did you think about that scene, Cole? Oh, it's time for Johnny to strike back. Oh, Johnny, I mean Daniel did. He was pointing that commercial at them, and they figured they know this snake in the grass. You know what he meant by that? It's time to strike back. 
I do think it's a direct attack. Daniel could have made that commercial less aggressive towards Cobra Kai. He could have just said the stuff about Miyagi-Do, but the way he presented it, yes, he did go after Cobra Kai. And you know that's because it all goes back to the beach. It's still going on, this rivalry, you guys. And it all goes back to the beat. In the next scene, though, we are in the back of Miyagi-Do Dojo. Robbie and Sam, they were sparring. And she ducked one of Robbie's punches. She slid to the side. She tagged him in the ribs. She's, she's pretty good. And she said, remember the wheel technique. Keep spinning in a circle. And Robbie responded with, well, you know, I did make it to the All-Valley Finals. She said, uh, that's because you didn't have to get through me. And they laughed. And, yeah, it seems flirting, like they're flirting. flirting. Yeah, they're flirting a little bit. Ooh. <laughs> Robbie then stopped the sparring. And he began to thank Sam. And, like, she asked for, like, for what? But he answered that last week he didn't have hot water, right? This week he has a jacuzzi in his backyard. She played it off with a joke, saying, you know, I did, they did find a dead possum in there once. So <laughs> Robbie said, you know, that's funny, but seriously, thank you. He said, it's been a little rough lately, and it's nice to have people look out for you. And I included that because. It shows some of like both of their nature. This little conversation here. Sam is being real caring, but Robbie's like really aware, and he's, yeah, he's 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 grateful. You know, he's not selfish. You know, you can tell he's he, he does really appreciate what people do for him. One hundred percent, Cole. Yes, and he's he's thankful for Sam, and he's thankful for the what the Larusos are doing for him, and he I don't think he's used. To He's not used to people treating him like this, you know, or, or maybe he's like never had people treat him like this. So also, like, Cole, have you noticed what Robbie has been like wearing lately, like his clothes? It's a little different than the first season. Yeah, he's, he's not wearing like band t-shirts and stuff like that anymore, I guess. You know, he's kind of dressed in a little... Like he's wearing, like I think he's like wearing a white shirt or something. I can't remember what he was wearing exactly. Yeah, he's just seen. He's just been wearing like blues and greens and stuff like that. Yeah. And but it's like no longer like the like the long black goth shirt with lots of jewelry. Like his hair was like slicked back with product and stuff. He's not, he's, he's not a '90s like skate <laughs> skater kid anymore. You know? <laughs> yeah, I just thought that is interesting to note. You know, I feel like he's more happy now. This, this is a real happy. Yeah, go back Time. to the skater look. Go back to the skater <laughs> look. He's he's happier now. Uh, yeah, but he yeah, it's definitely a definite change since the first season. Sam responded to that. She said, "You know, that's what friends do." And Robbie said, "Well, not all friends." And that is true because, like, do you think Trey and Cruz would ever do anything like this for Robbie? No, they weren't his real friends, though. No way. No way. After that, Daniel showed up, and he's there now. And do you, do you remember when those two older kids came around the side? Like you know, they were asking for that free karate. 
Yeah, he they come up and he, he's like, okay, well, uh, you know, here's some paint. You can start painting the fences over there. <laughs> and they're like, okay, wait a minute, this is just a scam for us to do do your chores for you. And like, you know, you know, he's like, I know my my mom said about car salesmen or whatever. You know, <laughs> they're even going going on about that. So yeah, the kids thought like, okay, this isn't real karate. This is just lame chores. I don't want to do this. Let's go check out that place with the snake. Let's go to the snake place. Exactly right. Yeah, he was trying to convince him, but, you know, it's not everything that's on the surface, you know. Yeah, he's like, it's part of the process. You just got to trust it. And even Robbie was trying to convince him, too. They, they weren't buying it. That's right. And I was I was going to ask you, like, if if somebody asked you for some free karate and you went there and they told you to paint a fence, like, would you stay? Would you do it? Probably not. Yeah, I, it would be tough. I don't think I would do it either. I don't think I would I don't do it either. I don't know, man. Paint your fence? Nah, dude. <laughs> so on the surface, Cobra Kai is cooler than Miyagi-Do. It has to be said. It's true. So yeah, do you have anything else to say about that scene, Cole? Uh, I think Daniel's going to have to do some work. No, he's gonna, it's going to take something to try to convince these people, to these kids to, to want to actually learn this his style of karate you can't make kids do chores willingly he's gonna figure it out yeah he's gonna have to find a different way y'all i love this next scene we are at the cobra kai dojo and yep johnny is filming his commercial now the cobra <laughs> kai's commercial yes and uh, I just have to step back and say, you know, again, how much I'm loving all of this right now. We have both dojos. They're, they're, they're not only both dojos are up and running now, and they're training their kids how to fight, you know, using these philosophies that are like completely opposite from each other, which I love. But now the dojos are starting to go like to business war with each other. <laughs> So funny because, you know, Daniel was saying some double-edged comments in his commercials. Yeah. And Johnny thinks Daniel is trying to steal his students away. But now it's Johnny's turn. Aisha was filming on her phone. Johnny was wearing his black gi. He's got his headband on, so you know he means business. And I have several questions here for you, Cole, as we talk about this Cobra Kai commercial now, all right? So he started by saying that there has been a lot of talk going around about free karate. Life, you get what you pay for. And if you really want to kick ass, and, and then he kicked like this bonsai tree that this like student <laughs> was holding. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Oh man. Like he broke that pot and like the dirt was in it and there was a bonsai tree in it and he knows it, what he's doing. Dude, that and all that stuff went straight into that kid's face, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was so funny. That kid took one for the team. The uh, that actor took one for the team on that one. So funny. And I just love how symbolic it is that Johnny kicked the bonsai tree. Oh yeah. You know. You know what it is. So after all that stuff went in the kid's face, you know, Johnny didn't miss a beat. He said, screw that lame meditation bullshit. <laughs> what you really need is some good bone crunching, face smashing, good old fashioned American karate. 
And is karate American Cole? No. Not at all. It's not. It's Japanese. That's right. So yeah, Johnny then did some moves on the dummy, and he said, forget self-defense, learn self-offense. And is that even a thing? Self-offense? <laughs> Strike first, I guess. You know, that's what he means. Yeah. I like that. So Johnny, he ended the commercial by saying, Don't be a pussy. Join Cobra Kai and let me teach you the way of the fist. <laughs> <laughs> let me teach you the way of the fist. Yeah. I just love that, uh, that tagline at the end. And yeah, what did you think about Johnny's commercial there, Cole? That's, you know, classic Johnny, man. It's totally how he would do that. Can you imagine, what what if you were a parent and you see this commercial? Would you let your kids go to that dojo? I think it's too aggressive, but I feel like the kids would, would really like it. Uh, I think he's kind of funny, but you have to sit like, I don't know about this guy. It is true. It is true. Very aggressive. Like, after that, after he got done filming, Johnny told Aisha to make sure that the Cobra Kai snake came in at the end. He told her to make it chrome and throw Thunderstruck under it. <laughs> but Aisha said, uh, pretty sure the rights for that's going to cost much. And Johnny responded with, no, I already own it. The cassette's in the car. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't get it. I wish it worked like that. He then told her to put a hash brown under it like hash brown team <laughs> Cobra Kai <laughs> and to send it to the internet. God, that one got me, dude. Put a hash brown and send it to the internet. Yeah. Yep. And after we get done with this episode, I'm going to send it to the internet too. But yeah, did, like, did you notice though, like what he said, it, like that's what happens at the end of the episode. Like a chrome snake comes in yep. and a fire and like the, the rock music, dude. It's so, like, that's so funny. So Johnny then walked to the back room of the Cobra Kai Dojo. And yeah, we haven't really seen the back room yet. Okay. There were some movers back there and they were taking stuff out. And apparently, like, that's it was some of Armand's stuff, you know, the landlord. Yeah, he's got some more space now. He's got more space now. He told them to move this stuff out because he has a lot more students. So Cobra Kai is growing even. But in the back room, it's a big moment because Miguel and Hawk came to confront Johnny. They wanted to tell him that they know that Robbie Keane is his son. Ooh. <laughs> this, is a, this is a tough conversation. This is a tough conversation. Yeah, they, they uh, basically told him like you know miguel's like i know robbie is your son i saw the picture wasn't trying to snoop but i saw the picture is like we we think that the reason you punished us after the tournament is because of him and johnny asked him is that what you think Mm -hmm. so but i do think he's telling the truth here like do you think johnny's telling the truth he is he said it didn't have you know it wasn't all about robbie but he was you know trying to teach them a, a better way and uh, they shouldn't question his teaching and it's none of their business. Yeah. Robbie. Mm-hmm. A tough conversation. He told them that it's none of their damn business. 
Miguel said, yes, sir. But then Hawk was trying to protest more. Johnny stopped him and said, that's enough. He told him that they're going to clean the mats for the rest of the week. And what do you think that's too much, Cole? Like, what do you think about Johnny's response there? Appropriate. You know, he's, I mean, he's kind of right. It's not their business. But, you know, I guess they felt like it was uh, up to them to confront him. And, I, you know, I, I give them kudos for actually confronting him, too. That means kids got guts. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, that's not that's not too harsh of a punishment for that. Go, go clean some mats. I mean, yeah, I think that was, it was acceptable. All right, yeah, it's not the harshest punishment in the, in the world, but I would like to drill down on what you said about is it the student's business to know if they are fighting Johnny's son? Do you think that they have the right to know that? Yeah, they do. I mean, it's... It, they're gonna. They're about to find out sooner or later, anyway. Especially if uh, he's going to become their opponent. But they don't. I don't think they know that yet. Not sure if they know that Robbie is. A, well, they do know Robbie's a member of Miyagi Do, right? Yeah. They know so, he's yeah. in there, and they did have to fight him in the tournament. They, yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, they, it's good to know. Like, wait a minute. You know, maybe maybe our our sensei has sympathy for our our biggest rival. It doesn't make any sense. So I get where these kids are coming from. Yeah, I'm with the students there. I think they do have a right to know. And, you know, it's not the worst punishment giving them, you know, the mats thing. But I think they have something to say here. They may not need to know the, the, spe- the specifics of uh, Johnny's relationship with Robbie. That might not be their business. But, yeah, knowing that Robbie is Johnny's son, yeah, that, I guess they have the right to know that for sure. Yeah. It's a big thing. I agree with you there. So Hawk left after that, but Miguel was about to talk to Johnny more. Johnny said, yes, Mr. Diaz. Like, is there more? And, you know, he called him Mr. Diaz. Yeah. And Miguel shook his head, said no, bowed and walked away. And I included that because it is, that is definitely going to affect their relationship. Big time. And as Miguel was walking away, who was watching this whole conversation? Greasy crease. Greasy crease, you know. With a greasy smile on uh-huh. his face. And you know he was making some plan. He's always making some plan. And yeah, do you have anything else to say about that tough scene, Cole? It's definitely confusing for Miguel. You know, he 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 thought that. I mean, I guess he he looks to Johnny as a father figure. You know, so he's probably a little bit hurt right now, uh, especially if Johnny's all of a sudden just treating him like he's just any other student. Oh yes, the mess, the yes, Mister Diaz thing was a big yeah. deal, and it will affect the relationship. But yeah, y'all, in the next scene, we are at the Valley Fest Festival grounds. Because don't forget, we are getting ready for the festival tonight. And yeah, I am drinking my second cup of coffee right now. It's about to get crazy up in here. Daniel was showing up. With, he had some boxes for the LaRusso Auto decoration. And Amanda saw him. She's there too. And she said, hey, Sensei, how's it going? And I like that because it shows that, you know, she still supports him in doing the dojo stuff. 
the writers did that for a reason. So I like that. She's still behind him. Oh, they love each other. Yeah, it's a good it's a good relationship. Daniel said, you know, he confides in her. He says, you know, it's been better. And then he starts to, yeah, like you were saying earlier, he's complaining that the kids, you know, they have no patience for the Miyagi-Do training and the chores. Kind of just complaining about that a little bit. But Amanda, you know, she had that quick idea about giving them, she's like, hey, give them a demonstration maybe, some razzle-dazzle. And then, yeah, Daniel got that idea. He was like, hey, that's not a bad idea. She was like, no, I was just kidding, but it's too late, (laughs) too late. (laughs) Daniel went on to talk about how much business Valley Fest brings to the dealership, you know, and he was trying to combine the two, right? You know, she was skeptical, saying that it's going to siphon business away from the dealership. Daniel came back. He's like, not siphon, synergize. (laughs) I like that. He's using, business, he's, cover, he's using business words, cover business words. Mm-hmm. He wants to combine the two. You know, he says, Miyagi-Do Karate brought to you by the, the LaRusso Auto Group. And, like, I was thinking, I was, I was saying, you know, that could actually work. He, that's actually kind of a good idea. I think it... Yeah, he already has the karate theme going on at the dealership, so yeah. I think it, it would bring more people to some kind of demonstration. You know, the karate... I, I, I would definitely go... Something that has been karate over something that didn't. So he did have a good idea here. Amanda looked like she was going to start starting to agree with him. She's like, "Yeah, the customers would want to see you in the old gi too, probably." And Daniel responded, "Just the customers." And and yeah, she <laughs> looked at her and he looked at her and smiled and she smiled. Potentials, ooh, ooh, they're already married, ooh. You're about to have a third kid. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so what do you think about that little conversation there, Cole? Did you like that? I did. You know, it's good to see that, you know, they support each other. That was a cool little scene, yeah. So he had a good idea. Daniel's getting excited about showing off his, uh, his dojo. Yep, and I'm getting excited about it, too. And the next scene, though, you guys, we are outside of the Cobra Kai dojo. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> this scene. What are you laughing about? Uh, yeah, the the scene. Oh yeah, this scene. It's a good one. Johnny was leaving for the day. Yeah, he was locking up, and as he was leaving, homeless Lynn was there, y'all. Y'all remember homeless Lynn? She. That's what I'm laughing about is homeless Lynn. Yeah, she called to him, and she was saying, you know, the donut shop was throwing away free fritters. Keep my, you know, keep your paws off her bounty, you know. <laughs> and I was gonna say that is true, you guys. Here is your tip for the day: donut shops they do give away free donuts, like right before they close. Did you know about this, Cole? Nice. No. Yeah, no. You need to go to a donut shop like around, like when they close, like it's normally like around like eleven fifty or something, you know, right before lunch. Yeah. And yeah, if you if you order some donuts, they will give you they will load up that bag because they're about to throw them away anyways. They will definitely give you some free donuts. And that is your tip for the day, you guys. All right, man. He told her. He told her, "Can you go be homeless somewhere else?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what she responded with? 
No, what did she say? She said, well, okay, are you going to take me home then? <laughs> he said, you wish, right? Yeah, and she was like, meow. <laughs> and she meowed like a cat. You taking me home, baby? Yeah, you wish. Wow. <laughs> oh, man, homeless Lynn. And hey, did you notice that she had taken that Cobra Kai sign that Johnny gave her to spin? And made it into like a shelter. <laughs> it was like a little roof or stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, good little detail there. And yeah, I liked the little conversation because, you know, she's still around and they still have that kind of funny r- trash talking style relationship. He's a funny character despite being homeless. Mm-hmm. So as he was walking away, Priest was there and he was in like sunglasses, smoking a cigar. And he was saying, it doesn't look good with LaRusso training him like your own son. Ooh. Yeah. And he's not sure how Johnny puts up with that. He said that Johnny should be the one training him. You know, he's talking about Robbie. Johnny said that's never going to happen. And I was wondering, why did he say that, do you think? Because he knows that Robbie doesn't want that to happen. Even though I think I think Johnny really would love that, but he knows that Robbie doesn't want that. It's a tough one, you know. I thought, or at least that, he thinks. At least he thinks Robbie doesn't want that. At this point, you know, maybe Robbie does too, but you know, they don't have a good relationship. Yes, it's tough because there is no defeat in this dojo, and that's what Crease is gonna say. He said, "Never say never." He said he thought he would never see Cobra Kai again in his life, but it took his best student to remind him of that is anything is possible. And that's a pretty sweet moment coming from Kreese, you know. I th- I think he's kind of turned a corner here, Cole. Mm. But no, the very next thing he said was, it's a good thing you still have that Mexican. <laughs> yeah, greasy, racist Kreese. <laughs> oh my gosh, almost, right? Johnny said Miguel's from Ecuador, actually. And so maybe Johnny has turned a corner. He is. Because that's a long way from calling him Menudo. <laughs> Y'all remember. So Kreese finished up this conversation by saying that Johnny better look out for La- that LaRusso doesn't sink his mitts into him too, you know, Miguel. And you can see that Kreese is planting these seeds in Johnny's oh, mind. Yeah. Totally. He's getting him to focus on LaRusso, training up Robbie. He's getting him to wor- worry more about Daniel, you know, more than he already is. Greasy. Yeah, why do you think Crease is planting all these ideas in Johnny's mind right now? I think he's to distract Johnny from him wanting to take over the dojo. Yeah, he, he, he really wants this dojo war to heat up. He can get more into Cobra Kai in the chaos. It is greasy. So, yeah, do you have anything else to say about that scene, Cole? Priest is a master manipulator. <laughs> he is. He's he's really working on Johnny, you know, to, to kind of, like you said, manipulate him into really, like, wanting to hang on to his students and, and fight against Daniel. But at the same time, like I said, I think Priest is trying to slip in and have more control over the dojo. 100%. That's right. But in the next scene, you guys, we are outside of the Diaz apartment. This is a really special scene. 
Johnny was knocking on the door, and Miguel answered. Miguel said, what's up? Johnny said, let's go for a ride. And we cut to the inside of Sal's diner. And Johnny and Miguel are having some burgers. Johnny was telling Miguel why the burgers were so good. And yeah, I think he was just working up the courage to tell Miguel about this Robbie situation. That's also Crease's place, isn't it? No, that was... um. That wasn't Sal's. That was somebody else's. Yeah, looks similar, but yeah, okay. Ah, I can't remember the name right now. It was not Sal's diner. This is Robbie's. This is Johnny's place. Okay. And too many diners, man. Too many diners. Too many many cobras. Too many diners. So yes, Johnny was trying to work up the courage to talk to Miguel about this Robbie situation. And he did finally work up the courage. And he pointed to the hospital across the street. And I just love this speech here, this whole thing. And he starts to tell Miguel about the day that Robbie was born. He says that Robbie's mom was in labor for 17 hours. Miguel said it must have been crazy. And he said, well, I'm sure it was. I wasn't there. And folks... William Zabka's acting here in this scene is like second to none. Okay, did you like his acting? Yeah. It was superb. I mean, you could tell from his acting that this is like one of Johnny's biggest regrets in his life. If if not the biggest. And it's hard for him to talk about it. The reasons Johnny gave for not being there that his mom had just died and he was a real mess. Some big backstory for Johnny. He didn't know his dad and so she was all that he ever had. And the next thing he knew, he was going to be a dad and it scared the shit out of him. I bet it would. Definitely. And then instead of being in the hospital, welcoming Robbie into the world, he was here in the diner soaking up the booze from a three-day bender. He said he was trying to get the courage to walk across the street, but he never did. Johnny went on to say that he failed his kid on the very first day in his world, and that he's been failing him ever since. Miguel responded by saying, Sensei, you don't have to tell me this personal stuff, but Johnny cut him off saying he should have told him a long time ago. And it is one of the most painful things in his life. And y'all, I included all that because I think it's super important for us to hear again, not only to understand Johnny more, character of Johnny, but to also understand Robbie's character and why he is the way that he is. Super important. Miguel responded to that by saying, yep, you're right. Let's go check on Robbie right now. And then they got into the car and they went to go check on Robbie together, right? Right. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Seriously, no. They just start, no. (laughs) That's what they should have done. (laughs) But no, he just focuses on Miguel again. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's too far gone at this point, you know. I mean, but yeah, you can tell. Like at least, 
you know, the whole time we've been watching this show, you, you, we've always, I'm, I've been wondering, you know, why does Johnny not seem to really give a shit about his son at all? It's such a big deal. Yeah, and so at least now we can kind of see where Johnny's coming from a little bit. Yeah, he should have been there, but you know, he was going through a rough time when Robbie was being born. And he's still failing it, in my opinion. Still is, definitely. But yes, he does focus this energy on Miguel, which is good for Miguel. It's good for their relationship. It's good for Johnny, too. Because I do like their relationship, too, you guys. Don't get me wrong. The conversation changes here. Johnny says, One of the best things has been teaching you. And I want you to know, no matter what happens, I promise... I'll always be on your side, and I'll always have your best interest at heart. Thank you. And I just love that speech so much, man. Such good acting. If only he was saying that to Rob <laughs> instead of Miguel. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. It reveals so much about the character of Johnny, and yeah totally about Robbie too. And it's one of the best acted scenes for me in the whole show. Love it so much. Yeah. I just love it so much. And did you, did I mention that I love this show so much, Cole? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe once. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think about that speech, Cole? Man, uh, like, like you said, great acting from uh, William Zabka there. I guess uh, it, it I, I like that just because because now I like I said earlier you know, we can we got kind of see where Johnny was coming from, an aspect of not being there for Robbie doesn't you no know, doesn't give him any any excuse by any means at all but at least we can kind of see where Johnny's head was at at the time, and it makes more sense now why things are the way they are between him and Robbie. Well said. I agree with you there, but at that moment, Miguel's phone chimed. It's Aisha. She's heard that Miyagi-Do is going to do a demo. Somebody, somebody spilled the beans there. They heard about it. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. He said that Miyagi-Do is going to do a demo at Valley Fest. Johnny said, oh, they are, huh? So something's brewing. Something's brewing at the Valley Fest, you guys. Here we are. We are at the next scene, which is the Valley Fest. In and Cole, do you want to go to Valley Fest with me? Man, I'd go to Valley Fest. Looks like yeah, fun. Yeah, it does look like fun, you guys. Here we are. We're at the Valley Fest. Camera pan down from a sky where the sun was on the way down. It's a beautiful day, you guys. People were at the festival. The rides were up and running. They had flags, banners, and balloons, marching band. It does look like a fun time, man. Carnival food. I'm glad you're here with me, you guys. Raymond is also there. He was ordering a funnel cake and requesting that the worker fry a little bit longer. <laughs> and, like, I got to say, I'm going to try that next time. I trust Raymond's judgment there. I think we need to... Do a double fry. A little bit more crispy. Mm -hmm. On that funnel cake. I'm definitely going to request that next time. Mm, funnel cake. Man, how long has it been since you had some funnel cake? Oh, man. 
Some ice cream on top. I'm definitely down. Double fried. So I also loved his USA shirt on. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Man, I would definitely be Raymond's friend. So, yeah, the, the rides and the carnival games were going on, and there was a stage for the shows. And behind that stage, Daniel had found Robbie and Sam, and they were practicing that wheel technique. They're getting ready to do their, their show that night for their performance. Daniel was thanking them for agreeing to do it, and he showed them what he was thinking about doing for the, for the finale. Did you, did you see what he had for the finale, Cole? Yeah, yeah, he had the old ice blocks. The ice break challenge. From the second movie. All six. All six. <laughs> yeah, from Chosen. So yeah, that's going to be super cool. That is from the second movie. Later that night, you guys, after the sun went down and all the carnival lights were on, we moved to the stage. It seemed like some kind of talent show was going on. And the musician finished up and the host told everyone it was Miyagi-Do's turn. Brought to you by LaRusso Auto Group, of course. Don't forget. So the crowd moved over, Cole. Moon and Dimitri were there. And I, I noticed that Dimitri, he's, he was wearing the, a Cobra Kai shirt now. He's really, really, really posing now. That's so funny. He's probably trying to meet more girls. Stolen Valor, man. Stolen Valor. <laughs> Stolen Valor for the Cobra Kai. It's really, really funny. And yeah, so here we go, folks, for the Miyagi Do presentation. They started off, and it was like their silhouettes only in front of a backdrop with a bonsai tree. It was so cool. I, I really liked how they started it off. And the silhouettes that they were doing, it maybe it was a throw to like the Cobra Kai, uh, the Karate Kid movies, you know, where they did all the yeah. silhouettes. Big thing. And yeah, did you like all this stuff, Cole? Yeah, it looks pretty cool so far. I thought it was pretty cool so far, too. They started off by doing some meditation exercises in unison. Very Miyagi-Do. Moon was asking, she's like, is there going to be any fighting? <laughs> Dimitri was like, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Defense uh, only, man. Defense uh -huh. only. So, yeah, after that, the lights came on, and it showed, showing all three of them, and like they were all wearing Miyagi-Do geese bonsai tree in the back and i thought it was really cool seeing sam and robbie wearing the miyagi-do geese for the first time yeah it is cool it was really really cool such a good reveal and robbie and sam they were doing some tricks on the on the side while daniel he showed some moves with the spinning wooden pole thing <laughs> wait 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 what's what's that what's that raymond it's Called a bow staff. Like Donatello from the Ninja Turtles, you know, he had one. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Raymond. Thank you, Raymond. Yeah, because he's in the crowd. He's talking to some random chick. Was he in a corn dog, I think? Yeah, he was like spinning the corn dog around his hand, <laughs> saying that Donatello was his favorite. And yeah, Cole, we haven't really talked about this very much, but who was your favorite turtle? Oh, man. You know, it's, it's changed over the years. When I was a kid, uh, I actually was a fan of Don and, uh, and, and Leo. But as I've grown older, uh, I seem to appreciate Raphael more. Ah, yes. The outcast, the emotional character, the hothead. I'm with you there. 
Well, yeah, I was a nerd, man. I liked Donnie when I was a kid. Can you believe that? Right. Hey, people like Donatello. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm Leonardo all the way. Always have been. Always will he was, be. He was the leader. Mm-hmm. Plus, he had the katanas, which was cooler than the bow staff. You know, that's kind of like why I liked Leo too. Yeah, yeah. So Miyagi Do was still on stage. But then they had some cool tribal drum music going on, and I really, I really love the music throughout all this. <laughs> Sam and Robbie acted like they were going to take on Daniel. You know, he had that staff, like doing some fake fighting here. And Daniel blocked Sam's attack, and Robbie somersaulted over the bow and making the crowd gasp. And I was going to say, is this the first time we've ever seen Daniel use, like, a weapon? I think so. I think so. I can't recall him using a weapon any other time. Yeah, I think so, too. And it's interesting because it shows that weapons are a part of Miyagi-Do. Kind of a new thing. The crowd applauded again, and Daniel looked proud, saying, now it's time for the grand finale. And he was wheeling out the ice break challenge with six blocks of ice. All six. All six. Yes, chosen. All six. All six. And yeah, what did you think about Miyagi-Do's performance so far, Cole? I liked it. You know, i got to admit, doesn't seem quite as cool as Cobra Kai. That's right. They're about to show off because at that moment, the music cut out, the power went out, and yeah, what is happening, Cole? Speaking of them, speak of the devil, here they come. Here comes Cobra Kai, marching in full force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was Miguel that yelled Cobra Kai, and then this Cobra Kai students, they started jogging in saying Cobra Kai in unison, yeah. just like Karate Kid won in last season, you guys. With their... Uh, Sleeveless black geese on. I know, they're so cool. I got one for Halloween, by the way, so here it comes. The lights came back on, and we got some rad 80s rock music happening, and they are here to steal the show. Yep. It took over the main stage. They even dropped like a big Cobra Kai banner down behind them. I really want that banner. And the crowd, they left Miyagi-Do and they fought it and they went to the Cobra Kai stage. Cobra Kai's performance had flashing lights and more aggression and it had sparks. <laughs> Pyrotechnics, yeah. Yeah, Kreese was in the back with like I saying, more sparks. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Johnny was there too. He was saying, let's, let's show them what real karate looks like. And the Cobras started, they like really started sparring with each other, like hard, man. They were like yeah. actually hitting each other. Showing that it's like, you know, real violence as opposed to Miyagi-Do, like performance fighting. Raymond was like, noise. <laughs> he was liking it. And Moon was cheering on Hawk. While Daniel, Sam, and Robbie, they were they, like they were just watching, looking pretty defeated. Unfortunately, 
Cobra Kai was still going. Aisha was breaking some boards, and that made Sam look away. So their friendship seems like it's going to be drained even more now, if it's not even over, because they're on different dojos now. Yeah, I know, right? Hawk pulled Dimitri straight out of the crowd, and he had him hold the board way up high, and he leapt in the (laughs) air, and he kicked it, and we even got the Hawk screech. Right. (laughs) I love that. And even Dimitri thought it was cool. I love that Hawk screech. It is cool. (laughs) It was cool. I'm sorry, but their stage presence is way better than Miyagi-Do's. Oh my gosh, way better. I think... I think I would have to join Cobra Kai, man. Man, they seem way cooler, don't they? I mean, it's it's cool. I would do it. At, let's 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 go after school, Cole. You got you know eh, you don't <laughs> want this this hippie nerd stuff going on over here. I want the good rock and roll guys. Yeah, they're definitely they're, stealing they're, the they're show. They're rock and roll dojo, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, not only that, they started throwing out free Cobra Kai gear, and the crowd was going crazy. They are kind of like a rock band almost, right? With the merch and everything. Yeah, more sparks. In the final act, Johnny brought out five slabs of concrete. He's going to break it. All five? All five. Wrong! All six. And he told the Cobras to light it up. So, they, yeah, they poured something on the concrete, and they lit it on fire. And, yeah, here is our fire and ice title. Yep. That's, that's what it's all about. Johnny did a downward punch through the fire and breaking them, and that is pretty cool. It was cool. Gotta say, that is pretty cool. Crowd even started chanting Cobra Kai. Do you remember? And as and as yes. they were standing on the stage, Miguel said, You did it, Sensei. But Johnny responded with, No, we did it. And I think, Aww. yeah, I, yeah, aw. And I think that's important <laughs> because Miguel and Johnny's relationship was a little bit rocky ever since the All Valley pun, the All Valley, you know, tournament punishment, you know. Yeah. And and then the thing about, you know, Johnny's son being Robbie and everything. And I think they were good after Sal's diner, but it looks like now they're one hundred percent back on track. Looks like to me. Daniel and Johnny, they met eyes. And yeah, Johnny did his smirk, man. It was perfect. He knows exactly what he's doing. Amanda came to get Daniel at the end, and they walked off. Sam and Robbie just followed them. The camera panned down, showed Daniel's ice challenge. It was melting, man. It was just dripping down. You know, know, if only he could have made it that far, he he may have won the crowd over Mm -hmm. doing the ice break challenge. No, but the fire came in over the ice and made it melt. And yeah, we cut to the chrome cobra with fire this time. And that's just like Johnny was wanting his commercial to end, if you remember. I guess the the rights for Thunderstruck were too expensive, though. They didn't have that. But yeah, (laughs) there was a cool rock song still happening. Way cool. And yeah, the Cobra Kai chrome was there with fire. Rock song was happening. Back 
was the end of the episode, and God, I just love this show so much, guys. We cut to black. End of episode. And what did you think about that scene, Cole? Ooh, definitely a defeat for Daniel there. He tried, you know, <laughs> but, you know, here comes Johnny and their, their Cobra Kai shtick, and it's just way cooler. It's just way cooler. There's no way he's coming back from that. I would like to have seen Daniel break the ice, though. Yeah. Wish could have seen that. All six. All six. Yes, it seems that Cobra Kai has stolen the show. And I feel like not only with the commercial that was better than Miyagi-Do's commercial, the performance at Valley Fest, they completely stole the show. And it looks like Cobra Kai is going to be winning the students' battle big time. They're going to be recruiting so many more. And I don't think Daniel has recruited even one yet, really, other than his daughter. So you can already you can already see it. The kids like, oh, do you want to you want to join the cool dojo or that wussy one? It's a big deal. So yeah, the we, we have to do chores. We have to do chores. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would definitely join the Cobra Kai. I feel like, and you would too. I think. Well, at this point, if I saw all that, I would. You know, I'm with you, man. So that is happening. Daniel's going to have to find a different way to get students into his dojo. And the dojo war is definitely on, I feel like. They're at business war, but now that's a direct attack. Commercial was an attack. Now the stealing of the show was another thing. And the dojo war is 100% on. And yeah, do you what? What else did you think about that episode in general, Cole? Come on, keeping the balance, right? That's right. Daniel, Daniel is not keeping the balance right now, dude. It's not. He's going. He's going too deep into uh, Miyagi-Do right now. You can tell it. He's about to crash. It's interfering with his marriage slightly and the business as well. So yes, he's going to have to find balance between his martial arts and his business and his marriage. He said balance is his thing. So we're going to have to find out about that. But, you know, you know how he is. He goes too hard sometimes in the one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's hot, like you said, he's hot-headed. He'll go too hard, then he, then he realizes where he went wrong, and he corrects his ways as usual. So we'll see what he does. We will see what he does. He's going to have to find a different way, like I said. And, yes, did you have any more favorite lines or moments from that episode send it to the internet (laughs) (laughs) oh yes that commercial was so funny what about you what's your what's your favorite line from this episode you know i really liked the speech from johnny at sal's diner i gotta say that whole thing the revelation of Johnny and Robbie's birth, the whole thing, talking to Miguel about it, that whole speech was so amazing, so well acted. The writing was also great. And yeah, I also really liked the Johnny versus technology montage at the beginning when he was trying to get his <laughs> computer started. And when he actually, I mean, if you think about it, some like 50-year-old person finally gets on the internet for the first time. And just all the funny stuff he was doing. How has he avoided it for like almost 40 years? <laughs> He's not a nerd, all right? So, 
Yes, I just also love the commercial battling now. It's it's definitely into the business war of the dojo's part. So I just loved all that, and they did it all perfectly. Last thing I have to say is the stealing of the show by Cobra Kai was an excellent move by Johnny. But yeah, I think that now it is 100% on. 100% on. And yes, you have anything else to say about that episode, Cole, at all? Cobra Kai's cooler. Cobra Kai's <laughs> way cooler, man. Way cooler at the moment, but not everything at Miyagi-Do is what it's seen. Don't forget. Here's, a, here's, a, here's an unpopular opinion, I'll say, man. If I had to compare Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai, I'd compare it to the Beatles versus the Rolling Stones. Can you guess who is who? Ooh, that's a big one. I would say Miyagi-Do is the Beatles. 100%. Mm-hmm. And Cobra Kai is the Stones. <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah there was some good rock happening there and yes unless you have anything else to say about that episode i feel like we can close this one out we got it yes because man that was an excellent episode and yeah i did love all those speeches all the commercials and the valley fest was amazing so yes and it's only gonna get better from here you guys only going to get better from here. I just wanted to say thank you so much, Cole, for being here, man. Thank you, Kip. I had an excellent time talking to you about Cobra Kai, as always. And another special thank you to the listeners out there. We got the number one fan, Megan, out there. We know we got other fans out there. So, yeah, y'all don't forget the email, neverdiespodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. We're having a blast here, you guys. And not only are we going to talk about the next episode, but we are going to go all the way. And you know it, Cole. Why are we going all the way? Because Cobra Kai never dies. You bet your ass. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone. See you next time. Bye, bye, peace. Peace. And then send it to the internet.